So, B'Siyata Deshmaya, Be'ezus Hashem, welcoming the new face, um, and all the new faces who are always new every week. It's a brand new, it's a brand new life, every second. Certainly every Erev Shabbos, and certainly every Purim Katan. It's like a whole new thing. So, in the schus of all of that, Be'ezus Hashem would like to jump in. Thank you so much for coming. Hey, Ali. <laughs> Thanks for joining. Come on in. Um, there are papers here. So... With Hashem's help, we're jumping back into our learning of Anabekoach. We've been at this for a bunch, a bunch of months. And now we are finally up to the final stanza. Shavasenu kabalu shmatza kasenu Hear our shava, hear our, our cry. Ushmatza kasenu and our screaming. HaKadosh Baruch Hu listened to yodea talumais, you who know the hidden things, the secret things. So the last time we learned, we were talking about shava. We were speaking about the innermost, innermost core, right? And we spoke about how the deepest element of the holiness of the Jew in great moments is stirred and it, and it, and it comes forth and it bursts forth. And we learned about that element of Shabbat that the Bnei Yisrael screamed out in, 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 uh, in, in Mitzrayim. And we're going to be about to learn those Pesukim again. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu responded, Shabbat is a very, very lofty, elevated, incredibly deep kind of tefillah that we're going to learn now, Tsa'aka, in a certain way, is the manifestation of what Shava is. It's almost like a seed and a tree. So we're going to learn how Tsa'aka, we said last time, Za'aka, Tsa'aka, I don't know, but let's see Tsa'aka, we're going to learn about tonight, and then Be'ezus Hashem next week, and maybe the following week, we'll learn Yodea Talumai. So we're going through the thing one, one piece at a time, as we usually do, and then Be'ezus Hashem, if I can find the time, and I hope that I will, um, I plan to put together a little kuntris with all the kavanas of all of the the, the shiurim so that we can just have it for quick reference. Okay? That's just Hashem when we're finished. And then we'll start l'chadaydi. And then three years later, you know, we'll figure out the next thing. Okay. Divri azar ala tsa'aka mul There is a zar hakadosh from the Heliger of Shimon Bar Yochais, Chusa who teaches about the distinction between sa'aka and shava. So he says like this, Aifa noisav shal shava mul tsa'aka. One of the other ways of understanding the distinction between Sa'aka and Shavim is Bar Bazar Kadash al Parsha Shemais is taught by the Hilga Zayar and Parsha Shemais. And like we learned last week, the very first expression collectively that Am Yisrael expresses themselves through Tvila is where? It's in Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim, by Yazaku, Am Yisrael Krayat Baruchu. And so now the Zayar Kadash comments on that Pasuk. The Parsha Zumit our or Matayar, in this parasha, it's explained and described, Deich B'nei Yisrael, Zayakim, Minavoyda, how Am Yisrael are so burdened by the labor. Atal, Shava'asam, El Ha'alikim, and the Pasuk tells us their Shava'a rises before the Master of Heaven and Earth. V'shama Zayar Mavara, Sabachinas HaShayna Shalatfila, and over there the Zayar Kaddish looks at the different aspects of prayer, Rizul Shainai, and these are his words. Vayyanchu B'nei Yisrael, commenting on this Pasuk, that the B'nei Yisrael side, Am Rabbi Yitzchak. Rabbi Yitzchak says, Tlasin Yanei There are three things in this Pasuk, three different expressions of prayer. Anacha, which is like a, like a, a krechs in Yiddish, like a, 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 how do you say, a sigh, a groan, a groan, yeah. Shava, like we said, this kind of deep, deep tefillah. And Sa'aka, this cry. And each one is different from the next. Uh, just skip the, I'm, I'm translating into English, so skip, skip the parentheses, which is the Hebrew. About Anacha, the Pasuk says, And they groaned. 
So he points out that the Zohar <laughs> says Tza'aka, but really the Pasuk says Za'aka. So that's an interesting thing. Okay. Shava, atal shav asa. Their Shava rose before HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and the Zohar says, V'chol chabal chodai misparsha. Each one is its own thing. It's not just three words for the same thing. V'kulu avdi Yisrael and Am Yisrael reached all of these madrigas and tefillah, which we're now going to learn very deeply about. Am Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda teaches, Sa'aka v'shava avdu. No, they didn't do all three. They didn't do Anacha, Sa'aka, and Shava. They did two. They did Sa'aka and Shava, but Anacha loy avdu. About Anacha, it's not describing what the Bnei Yisrael did. Rather, Mashmam nidichsev vaye anchu. And I'm not really sure exactly what the what the diuk is. I was thinking about this earlier because it also says vaye anchu. I don't know. I'm sorry. It, it also says vayitzaaku. Um, so I, I don't know exactly what the vaye anchu. Maybe the maybe the vaye the the, the under the yud. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe, right? Is that is that the tzere? It's the tzere. Yeah, vaye anchu that they caused, right? Not that they groaned, but that they caused. It's referring to all the heavenly realms and kuchabricha. Hashem looked down. He saw their. He heard their tzaka and their shava. And vaye anchu is a very beautiful thing. They caused heaven to groan. Not that they groaned. Okay. Tzaka v'shava b'mas parsha. But what's the difference between tzaka and shava? So how amazing is this, by the way, a person and many, 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 hundreds if not thousands if not millions of Jews throughout the generations will go their entire life saying all the time and say and not know that there's a Maimar Chazal about Tza'aka and Shava. Like literally, they'll, they'll not come across this teaching almost anywhere, Kemat. And it's a wild thing because it's that... Stanza, which came from Rabbi Nechunah ben Akana, one of the Rosh of the Mekubalim, who wrote Anna Bakayach, he was talking about this, and this is the source for it, right? So it's an incredible privilege that we have to, like, you know, open up the sugya. See, he says, what's the difference between Sa'aka and Shava? Am Rabbi Yitzchak. Rabbi Yitzchak says, Ein l'cha Shava el betfila. Shava means prayer. Shenemar shim atfilasi Hashem. Hashem, hear my prayer. V'shava si hazina. And also listen to, again, a kind of prayer. Or, Eilecha Hashem shivati. Also in Tehillim. Toward you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, shivati, I prayed. Shivati Eilecha, I prayed toward you, to you, Vatir Pa'eni, and you healed me. But Sa'aka, Shetsoyek ve'enoi oimer klum. Sa'aka, is a kind of prayer that consists of no words at all. Amrav Yehuda, Hilkach Gedoylet Sa'aka Mikula. Sa'aka is the loftiest kind of prayer because it's a non-prayer, because it's a beyond prayer. Because Sa'aka just comes mamish from the heart. We're going to learn very deeply about this now. And that's literally what the Pasuk says in Eicha, Tsa'ak Libam El Hashem. Because everyone understands. I mean, a cry, okay, it could be that a cry contains words. Even like, not a cry, like crying, but a, cry, a gashray, a screaming, could contain words, maybe. But still, we'd think that it comes from the, you know, from the mouth. We understand there's a distinction, okay? There's a difference between dibor and sa'aka. But the Basak doesn't say that their mouth screamed. Sa'aka libam el Says their hearts howled to the master of heaven and earth. And here the Zara seems to say, Tza'aka v'za'aka, davar echad hu, which it might have made, even made reference to when it called Tza'aka za'aka earlier on. V'zu kroiva la'kodzosh baruchu yoyser mitfila v'anacha. And this is more precious to Hashem than anything. A tfila that's without words at all. 
when they will surely not pray to me, but when they will when they will cry to me, I will certainly hear them. Amr Abrachia, the Zara Kadesh continues, Bishasha Amr Kadesh Baruchu the Shmuel, when Hakadesh Baruchu told Shmuel, Nichamti Kimlachti Yashal Amelech, right? The whole story over there that Shal is no longer fit to be king, and Shmuel is the one who's going to deliver that message, Nichamti. So Hashem says, I sort of changed my mind. Kimlachti Yashal Amelech Maxiv, Vayichal Shmuel, and it, it troubled Shmuel terribly, Vayizak al Hashem Kalalayla, and he cried out to Hakadesh Baruchu the whole night. Haniach Hakol, says the Zayar. Shmuel left all other kinds of prayer aside, or on Rishon and Beis, it should say at the top. And instead, he engaged in Sa'aka Mishum. Because it's the it's the highest form of prayer. What was it that ultimately was the change agent that brought the Gula? It was the Tsa'akas or Za'akas B'nai Israel. Tan Rabbanan says the Hilga Zara Kadesh Vaiter Hai Mandit Saliu Bachi Vitsaik. Someone who prays and cries and screams Vitsaik Ad Lo Yachil Lenirchash Besifase to the point, thank you so much for coming, to the point that his lips are no longer saying any words anymore. We're going to learn what this means. This is the most complete kind of tefillah because it's completely in the heart. And it will not turn back empty. And now they list a bunch of beautiful things about Sa'aka. If a person has from his whole lifetime an accumulation of different things that he needs to be cleansed from. Never use the word punishment because it's completely not true. Cleansing. Cleansing, Hashem doesn't punish. What does he get out of it? So forget about it. Don't create me and don't punish me. Whoa, whoa. Hashem is not a sadist. Hashem creates us to benefit us. Okay, we get a little bit dirty. HaKadosh Baruch Hu cleans us. There are different ways of cleansing. There are different ways of teaching. It's a curriculum. Different ways of teaching. So if a person has on him a gzar din from his whole lifetime, one sa'aka can remove all of this. Rabbi Yitzchak Amar. It can overcome the Midas Haddin. It can, it can subdue it. It protects a person. It reigns within this world and in the next world. Because of one real good Sa'aka, a person can gain this world and the next world. They cried out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in their pain. And Lachar, there's a drasha on Tsar and Mitsuka, one referring to this world, one referring to the next world, and they were saved. That's an incredibly powerful Zara Kaddish. And it's it's radical in many ways. It's radical. Because the Zara Kaddish is saying that the highest form of prayer is not praying, in a certain sense. And the reason for that is because the Tsa'aka is pure, pure, pure. It comes directly from the lave. And that's a huge comment on what tefillah is. Even tefillah bidibor, shachris min chamarev, right? So let's jump into this now. There's a lot to get to, and it's, it's, so, it's so real, and it's so beautiful and powerful and deep. So he says, Kadosh, We see from the Zara Biranois of the Inina Shava Vatsa'aka, another distinction between Shava and Sa'aka. Hazar Meva'er, the Zara Kadosh explains that Shava is still tefillah. 
There are words, words that express the Sha'aba, that deep inner stirring that we spoke about two weeks ago. The essence of the Jew. But when a person is crying out, it's the voice alone without any words. He cries and he says no words. Let's figure this out. What does this mean? Tza'aka comes from the lave. What, words don't come from the heart? A person can't say heartfelt words? What does it mean that tza'aka comes directly from the lave? Ka'amre, as the Pasuk tells us, tza'ak libam el Hashem. What was it that cried out? It was their hearts. Vahainu. She'ed adam isparish b'deo b'dibu. When a person is in a state of tza'aka, he's not qualifying the feeling in thoughts or in words. It's the deepest and most immediate expression of the turmoil that we feel in this world as human beings, as souls and bodies in a very confused world. People oftentimes feel that it's strange that we should be in a state of confusion. And it's the, it's the biggest mistake in the world. It's bizarre that a person should ever have Yishev Hadas. How should we expect to come down to Olam Azeh as an Ashama, that as the Masil Susharim tells us in the first parak, dis- d- disdains this world, absolutely abhors it, and that we should just like chill, like it should, it should be fine, and everything should work out, and everything should make sense, and everything should be easy. Nothing should be easy. There should be a, a, a turmoil, it's borrowed, like we say, umafli lasais, right? What's the pella? The Torah tells us, umafli lasais is that the, the, the body and the soul somehow manage these two things that are completely contrary one to the other, somehow manage to come together. How do they come together? It's a pella elion. It's a total pella that these two things should be put together. How should a person have Yishavadas in this world? No one should have Yishavadas in this world. And I bless you and me that we should have Yishavadas in this world. But we shouldn't expect it. We shouldn't expect it. Part and parcel of being a human being, certainly part and parcel of being a Jew, is the experience of, of pain. And the only kinds of people that don't feel pain are the kinds of people that aren't really in touch with their inner world. And so in some sense, either they're numbing, 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 or they're so desensitized to any kind of inner experience that they think like everything's fine. Nothing's fine. If you're a person who cares about life, if you're a person who cares about big ideas, if you're a person who cares, you feel, you have to feel. And when you feel, there's, there's turmoil. So the question is, what are you going to do about it? So we, we take it to the master of the world. We take it to our best friend in heaven. We take it to our beloved. We take it to the one who knows. We take it to the one who did all of this for reasons that are absolutely beyond us, but we take it to faith. Sa'aka is the most immediate expression of all of that turmoil that we feel. Koidim shaturgam lesfasa seicha or on page Rishnam Beis in the paragraph under the Zar. Right? Koidim shaturgam lesfasa seicha vahasbara hamilulit. Before it comes down into, into seichel and, and, and into verbal expression, it's beyond that. It's, you know what word I want to use now, which I think really captures this? It's primal. Primal. It's like, you know what primal means? It's like, a, like an, almost like an animalistic, like reptilian, like, like it's like a howl. It's like, like before your mind even gets what's going on, it, it's the most vulnerable expression. Children cry. Children cry. They don't stop to think, which word should I use to express what I'm feeling? It's just, ah, like scream. Why? Because they're the most real. 
And so tzaka means that the child inside wakes up and the child inside doesn't have the time and doesn't have the capacity because the child inside is battered when it looks around a world that adults have ruined. And so the child inside doesn't have the capacity now to come up with words. It feels and it expresses. It feels and it expresses. So Rabbi Yehuda says, for this reason, it's the deepest, it's the most sincere, it's, it's, the, it's it, it's, it's just the thing itself. Without packaging, without wrapping, it's the kernel, it's the essence. And it cuts through everything, and it goes right up to the Kisya Kavit. Okay, so let's take a couple of steps back now and talk about tefillah in general. Yisoyde Inyin Hu, what sits at the foundation of this whole concept, is Sha'at Sa'aka Nevaas Mamash Mi Oymek Alev. Sa'aka comes from the, deep, from the deepest depths of the, of the heart, like we said, Kafishu. without any garments, without any, uh, any concealment. Now, Ukadei Lahaven Es Ma'alasai, in order to really understand this, Yishloimar, Kaman Akudis Be'inen Atfila Bechlal, we need first to speak generally about what prayer is and what prayer isn't. Let's get this straight, okay? People have been praying to HaKadosh Baruch Hu from the beginning of time in many, many, many different languages. Many different languages, even today, right? Some of us around the table speak different languages. Obviously, we have liturgy now, but we didn't always. It's a, it's a, it's a relatively new thing, right? The liturgy, for a thousand years and so on and so forth, like the Ramam says, how did people pray? They prayed. They, they, they spoke. They spoke to Hashem in their own language. Rabbi Nachman brought that back and said, okay, it's time to start praying like we actually mean it again. That's called the Spodidus, you know? So go out to the forest and speak to Hashem in your own words. Like the Eliger of Shemi is like the big Rebbe of Spodidus. He could show you all the fields and everything, right? Go out, go out to the field, go out and, and talk to Hashem in your own words, right? So, I don't understand. If HaKadosh Baruch Hu is fielding, interesting, if Hashem is fielding the prayers of, of all different people from all around the world, or speaking to them in all different languages, what's the obvious thing that's Pashid? Is that, is that it doesn't matter, right, what language you speak, right? Also doesn't matter what words you use. And this is a thought that struck me, and it, it, it exhilarated me, and it frightened me to my core when I thought of this. A couple, I don't know, a couple of months ago, or maybe years ago. Hashem doesn't listen to tefillah. Hashem listens to feelings. How do we express our feelings? In tefillah. But it's not the tefillah that Hashem is accepting. Because who cares? A bunch of words. He read a couple of words off a page. Hashem reads feelings. We come into tefillah, Tefillah provides a framework for expressing the different emotions that we feel. Feelings of joy. We think in terms of words, but that's just because we have to interface with other human beings. So I come up with words to say and you get them. But what's really happening here? I have a bunch of sentiments in my heart. I want to give them to you. But we can't operate on that level. I can't just sit here, maybe very deep, you know, the music, and we'll get to that part later. And even beyond that, the way Rabbi Nachman and Rabbi Nassim, Rabbi Nassim writes that at the last couple of minutes of Rabbi Nachman's life, he just gazed at him the whole night. They spent that last night just together. Was Rabbi Nachman or Rabbi Nassim, anybody knows what this relationship was what was between these tzaddik. It was Moshe, Yeshua, it was Arizal, Rechaim Vital. It was, it was everything in the world. It was the sun and the moon. And, 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 and Rabbi Nachman just looked at him. No words were said. 
And Rav Nassim said that Rabbi Nachman said more to me that night than he did in all the years of his teaching me. Just so there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a there's an aspect of that. But by Hashem, Hashem is reading your heart. He's not reading your lips. Why is this super exciting? One second. Why is this super exciting? Because it's so deep. It's so deep. I want to interface with Hashem on the level of my of my life. Why is it so terrifying? Because if it turns out that all of my tefillahs are just me reading a bunch of words and I don't actually feel a thing, it's not really much to read. It's like I'll get schar and it's great. Like I'm, I'm, I'm saying the right stuff and, I, and all the other aspects. Like I got out of bed and I went to shachar, schar, 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 schar. It's all good. It's fine. You'll get olam abba. But what about paradise in olam azah? Meaning, what about the way it's supposed to be? Chaval. Yeah, question. Last year, that Masechus Megillah, yeah. it spends like a good quite a few dark talking about which languages you can you can dabble in, where you can lean in, and you're saying that's all completely irrelevant? Not at all. From the standpoint of Chazal, especially if a person knows a little bit of the mystical understandings like the P.S. Setsun Rebbe speaks about in the first Mimer of Shlesh Mamarm, where he goes through, he explains that Anche Knesset put together, we can't change one word, you know. It, so from that point, tefillah is tefillah. Tefillah is tefillah. But two things are also true. One, that tefillah is a car, so to speak, that's meant to be activated, and that comes from the heart. And number two, having standardized prayers, shachos michamar, doesn't preclude us going out and still talking to Hashem in our own language. Okay, so this this is this is an incredible thing. Hashem reads our our feelings. It's like wild. It's scary, and it's incredible. So mimela, if Hashem reads our feelings, then what kind of what kind of tefillah is the highest tefillah? The more you feel the more there is to read, the more there is for Hashem to be macabre. Thanks for coming. So tefillah is the lady. You want to say something? Yeah, I find that quite radical. Not that... Sure it is. Not that, not that I disagree with anything you said about, about, about the feelings, but I've always understood tefillah in the most basic actual saying of the words. That those words with their... L- as we said, Andre Knesset could elevate them with their huge different layers of meaning, many, many of which we don't understand. Right. Activate something by our words. Like, it's like the whole thing in like the whole way through shots. Like, when we say like a dibu, is like dibu the masa, or is the dibu something that allows the masa? Or is the dibu like the masa itself? But those, the dibu is somewhat the masa itself that, that creates things in the world and changes things in the world in ways that. We don't understand. Absolutely. None, none of what I'm saying is taking away from this. Absolutely. <clears throat> in this Chabura, and Chaburas like this, where people are not just interested in you know having one layer of, of, of Avodah, the reason we come here is because we're Mavak Hashem. We, we want to know what the Lechatechila is. Like, what, what, what is it at its core, right? So when we speak on that level, it's got to be belief. And everybody says that, including the Gemara, which he's about to quote, where the Gemara says, <clears throat> excuse me, we're going to see it in a minute, right? The right? What is the avoda of the of the lev? Right? And Reb Tzadik Hakohen makes the connection between tefillas and karbanos, which is not his connection. Chazal say, right, that tefillas keneged tmidim tiknun, right? That the, even though Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov respectively were instituting shachros minchan marav, we have psukim, right, about all the different times that they went and prayed, but they were instituted also. To to um to to parallel the the carbon tamid 
that was born that, that was brought rather Shachris um, Ben Arvaim and, and Arvis. <coughs> what does it say about the Karbanas? Incredible pasuk. It has to be with a ratzen, which the Gemara it means lishma. And there's a big sugi. Right, right. I'm sorry. Um, 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 is 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 right? Is stam like lishma? Do you have to mamish have or mitzvah tzrichas kavana gets into that conversation? But the standard ideal for karbanas, it's a pasuk lurit soinchem. It's got to be with rutzen. There's nothing else. Doesn't be lurit soinchem put on tefillin. Lurit soinchem keep Shabbos. Doesn't say anything about needing to want to yearn, but about tefillah, about about, about karbanas rather. If Chazal make a connection between Karbanis and, and Tfila, the ideal of Tfilah, now, does that mean, let, let's, let's, let's go to the, to the opposite because it's important to balance, right? Does that mean that if I'm not feeling anything, I shouldn't dive in? No. Does that mean that a Tfilah, right, where, where, where I, I was so disinterested that I couldn't even make it all the way through Pesukah de Zimra, and even though I came on time, but I still know that halacha, you know, those are certain sets of halachas everyone knows about which halukas to skip and the whole thing. So I, you know, I do the the bare, you know, the the, the Baruch Sha'amar and 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 you know, two halukas and 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 Az Yashir, and like I barely make it through, so that that's nothing. There are layers and layers and layers and layers, <coughs> but in terms of an ideal, right? And it's not a high madriga. That's a lot of people make the mistake of thinking that a lot of what we learn is like high madrigas. No. What we're learning is paradigm shifts with regard to how to view concepts. When we do that, within that, there are madrigas and madrigas and madrigas. But if we approach it with this understanding, we're far more likely to walk into tefillah and get there, right? Instead of staying within our own our old paradigm and being like, maybe one day I'll get to actually feel something in tefillah. If you don't understand that tefillah is is meant to be feelings, not for the big tzaddik and the Talmud Chacham and the Rosh Hashiva, for you, for me, for every single Jew who's part of the Mamlechas Koyanim, for God Kaddish, a kingdom of priests. So then, then for sure we're, we're not going to get there. It's going to be very hard. But if we begin and we walk into Shacharis, with this un- intention, God is about to read my feelings. I should probably think about how to feel something. Then chakras is different. Or potentially different. And if it's not actively different, cool. That's fine. So you do the best you can. You have to hold on to both of these things. Exactly. And what does the Zahar Kodesh say? Scarily. Tefillah. Without the chilu rechimu, love and awe, it's his words, loy parachin le'ela, doesn't go up. Scary thing. <laughs> right, the Baal Shem Tov, you know this story, we have a lot to get to, but the Baal Shem Tov comes to a, a, a base medrash and they stop on their trips, on their, on their travels, and um, there's a shul over there, the Chavar say, listen, Rebbe, let's stop, let's dive in Mincha over here. And the Baal Shem Tov says, I, I, there's no room. He says, what do you mean there's no room? There's like, his non-Jews, they're waiting for us to come and, and make the minion. There's no room. He says, what the, the shul's packed. I can't, I can't walk in. Like, Rebbe, there's no one here. Like, there's plenty of room. He says, you don't understand. The shul is packed with prayers. I can't walk in because there's no, the shul is packed of tefillahs because none of the tefillahs went up. So the Vashemtav sees that. So let me ask you a question. The Jews who dive in those tefillahs didn't get anything out of the experience of tefillah? They did. They did. On their madrega. 
but there's still a spiritual reality about the way that Yiddishkeit works. And when we understand the inner working, we gotta fly to feel that we have to fly. It's meant to be. It's meant to be like, like flight, flight, not liturgy, flight. It's a whole different thing. Okay. The primary bond that a Jew has with Hashem, it's, it's in the heart. It has to do with desire. How much do I want it? The whole thing of tefillah is me coming into the context where I can express my yearning to be connected to my source. That's what tefillah is. I have to want it. Bipnia tahira, with like a pure turning, va'atzmis, an essential yearning, elavina shabbat shemaim, to our Father in heaven. But What are you going to do with just a feeling in your heart? It, it needs to be clarified. It needs to be shined up. It needs to be revealed. So we use words. Each bracha and shmona esrei, each pasuk of psukah de zimra, and David Amalek and Anchek Nesagdala gave us tools to be able to allow us to express our emotion and our feelings. That a person expresses with his mouth, with his lips, what he feels deep inside. I want to return. I want to come back to you. Right? These are feelings. And tefillah gives us words in which to express our feelings. So the mouth is like the opening to the heart. It's through dibor that the heart is able to be drawn out and it emerges. Very interesting pasuk in Tehillim, where David Amalek says, From the edges of the earth I call out to you. What does ba'atoif libi mean? To enwrap yeah. the heart. Yeah. Right? Like, like it in, in wrapping. And another passage that says, The pauper's prayer when he enwraps, which is one of the makars for talis. But he says it means much more essentially, he's not talking about a talis. It means in the very context of prayer, Words are the wrappings for the ratzon of the heart. So we see in the context of tefillah, ba'atof libi. What does it mean to daven? It means I used words that are going to serve as garments or kalim for the lave. But what's the ikr? What's the main thing? Is the lave. God reads the heart. Rechmana liba boy. HaKadosh Baruch doesn't say, it doesn't say dibor boy. It says liba boy. God wants your heart. Hashem wants you, not your words. Hashem wants you, not your actions. Hashem wants you, not your learning. Hashem wants you. How do I bring myself to Hashem? And learning, and mitzvahs, and, and tefillah, and, and chesed, and, and, and everything. But Hashem is, is obsessed with you. Not right, you. You as you. And then we have to bring ourselves to Hashem in all these different ways. 
So the heart, you know, wears these garments. He's like, I'm um, over, overflowing with his regesh, and he's like, he's soaring beyond, who pirates so it comes out, how does it come out? A husband wants to, wants to connect to the wife in the deepest way, what, so they sit over dinner, and he just looks at her, maybe, and I want to say, like we said, Rabbi Nachman, Rabbi Nassim, and I bless each and every one of us, to have experiences like that with our wives, yeah, there is something to that, there is something to that, but, but you also need to, to say, I love you, now, if a person says, I love you, and doesn't love her, is that cool? And, and maybe even be worse than nothing. Because like it's a mockery. It's silly. So what, what are we playing games for? Don't pretend if, if this is not what we feel. But when the person says the words, I love you, what is his wife reading? She's reading words, however many letters, I, four letters of love, and, and, and you, three words, seven words, seven, like what's, seven letters. What, what is she reading? What she's feeling is the manifestation of a feeling that he feels inside that he's expressing with his words. And so in a certain sense, again, it's just, it's healthy for us to build conceptions of the world that are different than we ordinarily experience. If we take a step back and we look at a bus or a train, these are even terrible examples, like I told my son this morning as we were on the train to the embassy to take care of passports and visas, which took us a tremendous amount of time. But on the train, I was holding Shmuel and I whispered to him, I said, look around. Look at all these people sitting, earphones in, looking at the screens, cut off from each other. I said, one day it's not going to be this way. One day, everybody's going to be talking to each other about, about divinity and about Hashem and about the human experience and exchanging stories of wisdom. Why? Because it's a stranger? Who the heck cares? It's another human. Why do we sit cloistered and like it's weird? Like, 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 don't even look at me or exchange a glance at me. Like, why shouldn't we exchange glances? You're a giraffe. No, you're not a giraffe. You're a human. If you're a giraffe, so then it's weird. It's like we're a different species. Even then, it's maybe not so weird. Whatever, right? But at least sachakol, like we're in this together, people. 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 We're humans. We're in it together. That's what it's gonna be like. People will walk on the street, you know, it, it takes us back to our previous year. Remember we said about the, the you know, like, like um, what was it? That there should be a shared sense of brotherhood, of humanity. Darshi chudcha. We want to bring the whole world together. We're going to recreate. Like, why do we have, if, if we listen to so much of the current dialogues that are had in politics, if you should happen to turn on a radio, if you should happen to scroll down the news, and the conversations, thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of words are spilled in ink each and every day in many different various forms, all dealing with challenges that are germane to our current paradigm. Meaning the way things are now, all this talk and there's these problems and this and that and the other thing. Did anybody take 10 steps back and question whether things even need to be the way that they are now? Like the things, not, not issues within like maybe we could do something totally different. Totally different. Totally, completely different. And, and, I, and I think that that's what HaKadosh Baruch wants us to do as Yidin is to begin to look at the world, not at how it is and then operate within it. We need to create a new thing, a new thing, a brand new thing, and we could do it easily. We will do it. We will manage to do it. 
So why am I mentioning the train and why it's a bad example? Because I'm looking for a context where people still talk to each other. A train is not going to work, nor is a bus. Where do people still talk to each other? I don't know, right? Huh? Think of, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Think of a place where, where you hear lots of conversations. I don't know. School. School. Okay, school. Let's say uh, auditorium, lunchroom, let's say something like that. People are eating. Many, many, many different conversations. It's not the best. Ah, Shalom, thanks for coming. It's not the best example because I want to even say different languages. Different languages. Maybe an airplane, let's say, a plane. Sometimes in the middle of the night after about like people have watched like three and a half movies and they're like trying to make it through the third one. And they're like, okay. You know, so then like the kids start waking up and people start to talk. Let's say many different conversations. We should stop and reflect. Listen to this because this is so, this is, the, this is it. What's being exchanged are not words. What's being exchanged are feelings and thoughts. Now, because human beings cannot just exchange feelings and thoughts, and by the way, every thought has a feeling behind it, has a rutzel behind it, has a premise behind it, and you can walk these things back into the core of what the human being is, what it is, what we want. It's just the interface of souls. How do souls interface? We use speech. It's an incredible thing. We, meaning to say we, we're so stuck in the human experience. Like, oh, these two guys are talking. They're not talking. They're not, ta- they're not talking. Something very deep is happening here. You know why? Because these, these are not two guys. These are two souls and bodies. Okay, how do souls interact? Through feeling. The soul is a feeling being. But it cannot just interface on that way. So we have deep work. When you put that into tefillah, again, Hashem reads our, our heart expressed in feeling. So, so it takes on the garment, right? That we're saying, when I take my heart and I don't know what to do with it because I can't just give God my heart, so I put some garments around it and I wrap it up nice and it's called tefillah. It's called tefillah. Nimsa, let's go. We have to move a little bit more. That the point of the mouth in davening is to express the feeling in the heart that emerges externally in speech. Ella. But it could be. There are times that that these garments of the thoughts and the words they can be disconnected from the heart. Person says words, he doesn't mean. Prays prayers and supplications. And it's, it's hard to like strive for an ideal without being critical of the current paradigm. The way that we have our shul set up and the way that tefillah is. Now we understand that our basic constraint, you know, like people need to get to work and people can't daven for three hours every morning. It's true. It's true. But to be conscious, like of this point, of what the ideal at least should look like, that maybe a little bit, a little one brachashmanas, right? Like, where's my heart? Where's my lave? Where's my lave? Am I here, Bechlal? Am I even here? Am I present in this room? Or is my mouth just, and I'm somewhere else? And it's not just like, oh, it's a terrible thing because it's tefillah without kavanah. No, no, no. <laughs> Understanding what tefillah is, it's not just like it's not. It's like a, it's not a perfect tefillah. It's it's 
Iker chaser min hasefer. It's the main thing that isn't there. Because the whole point of tefillah is for you to come in and to, and to be you. And if you're not there, so then what does Hashem get from, from you know, you're, you're rattling off? So he gets a lot, like we said before, and it already does big things. But, you know, it's, it's about the love. It's about the love. It's about the relationship. Ketfila b'li kavana. Like tefillah without any intentions. It's very easy for words to lack soul. The words in Yeshayahu Hanavi who screamed about this. That the tefillah could just be like, wrote. Just wrote. Now certainly, that the main primary essence of tefillah, which we've been saying now for the last 40 minutes, is that the heart should be alive. Umargish and feeling, veranan and pure, ah, working, besoichadiburim, in the words. Anshiyya, until you get to the place where it should be an aspect of what David Amalek says, chamli bibikirbi, my heart was warm inside of me. Bahagigi tivar esh, in my thoughts there was fire. And then the next two words of the Pasuk, dibarti bilashayni, and then I spoke. But what came first for David Amelech? Oh, it's fire, fire, straight fire. And then he puts in parentheses beautifully, Ubalishani, the word that says, right, in my Dibarti Balishani, I spoke with my words. He says it's the same letters as Levushin, which means garments. It's a gavat, means garments. Bilishani, Lashin and Bilish Bilashin and Levush are the same letters. Why? Because we said, what's tefillah? What is bilishani? What is lashan? What are words? It's just the garment. It's just the vessel for the heart. So bilishani or bilashon is the same letters as levush. Shahadi baru bebchinas levush lelev. Ve'em yeh rak bilishani. But if it's only going to be bilishani, bilihalev without lev, then you know what? You know what the letters it spells? Azhu libo yashin. Same letters. His heart is asleep. If our words, our 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 l'shayni, is not levushin, then it's libo yashin. It's a sleeping heart. Shah levushin is libo yashin. Instead of garments for the heart, it's like my heart is sleeping. It's not garments for nothing. It's just stop. My mouth is running because I have some rote, uh, you know, habitual experience, or because I feel guilty if I don't, or because the yeshiva wants me to, or whatever the reason is. But it's it's not. It's, that's not right. beged, just like famously the word beged could become bogade. Beged, meaning a garment, could be bogade, could be like rebellious, meaning it could be the opposite of what it's meant to be. It's meant to reveal, chas v'shalom, it could serve instead to conceal. Because a garment has both of those capacities. On the one hand, I can't leave my house if I'm not wearing clothes. right? So on one hand, the garment re- reveals. It, it allows me to reveal myself. And based, even just contemporarily, um, different people wear clothing that reflects on, on on what they are, right? Let's be a little bit less personal about it and not talk about like, you know, uh, uh, you know, personal choices of clothing, but like a police officer dresses like a police officer. It's reflective of it's Megala, what he is, a firefighter, where is a firefighter clothing and so on and so forth. It's reflective of something going on in the panemius of a person. How they want to be seen. Or how they want to be seen. And that gets very deep. Yeah. And what also, what's that? Big Dekuna, the sixth parasha of Yafemod. Beautiful, exactly right. L'chavad l'tifares, very deep. Kavad l'tifares is the Shechina and Kuchabrichu, it's very deep. Right, that the, it's the Kavod that reveals the tifares. But, 
at the same time that garments reveal, they li- quite literally also conceal. And so the garments of my levushim, my bilishayni, could do one of two things. On the one hand, it could be the most unbelievable revelation of what I'm feeling in my heart, but at the same time, it runs the risk because it's words, just becomes, becomes uh, rote. Chazal say, you know when your tefillah is really heard, uh, when it breaks through, when you hear it, when it means something to you, forget about God, when you hear your prayer, is when you lift your heart into your hand. You lift it up. Say, Hashem, I'm coming here, not with, not with pages in art scroll, I'm coming with me. Here, here is me. Take me. As the Pasuk says, we've lifted our hearts in our hands. That the heart like leaps into, you, you ever heard that terminology? That a person gets scared, their heart leapt into their throat? Every tefillah should be our heart leaping into our throat. Not, not because we're scared, but because the passion should be, metaphorically, our heart, our feeling, leaping into our throat, utilizing the words of tefillah as the levush to express our feelings. Some nafsheh b'seich kapoy, he put his hand into his, in, his, his heart, his soul rather, into his hand. And also nefesh, of course, means not just soul, but it means to want. Hayeshas nafshecha, right? It means do you want. Nefesh. To want. So it's the rutzon that we're putting into our hands. So memela, the end of the pasuk is el kel bashemaim. Memela, then our tefillah really goes to Hashem. And so mamish, we daven from the deepest, deepest place. The more that the prayer comes from that nekudas harutzon, came to skabel yoser. So it does more. And tefillah being mitkabel doesn't mean that Hashem says yes to everything we want. But it means it's successful in doing what tefillah is intended to do. What is tefillah intended to do? What is my bari chaleinu intended to do? Is it intended that I should now have parnasa because I daven? It's part of it. But more fundamentally, it's intended to fortify the relationship that I, my puny human self, have with the source that gives me parnasa. And then ultimately, like the Bredichavar says, when we come to the end of tefillah, we say, Everything that I think that I need, that I want, now lefanecha. Now, like, it's, it's on. You, you decide. Lefanecha. I'm taking my whole tefillah now, and I'm putting it before you. And then you'll decide what's good for me, what's not good for me. The Bredichavar. But in order for tefillah to be, quote-unquote, successful, which is mitkabel yoser, and that's what it means, in order for tefillah to work, it's supposed to do something. In order for, I love you to my wife, to work, right, and fortify a relationship and increase a bond with life. If a person has kavana, your prayer is heard. And again, I, I wanna, I wanna, I'm saying it a little bit more vaguely. I wanna be, wanna be clear. Hashem is always hearing our, our tefillahs. Hakadosh Baruch Hu doesn't need us to daven to know what we need. This is not. This is not it. Meaning, I'm, I'm introducing now a fundamentally different paradigm for what tefillah is in the first place. Tefillah is not about Hashem hearing us, and, and now, now we, oh, so now he knows that I need parnasa. Okay, and I daven, and now he's like, okay, great, check, and down the parnasa comes. This is not it. 
Tefillah is milashon tefillin. What is tefillin milashon? What is? Why are they called tefillin? What do we do with them? We bind them. Tefillin, naftule elikim neftalti is bound. Tefillah means it's an opportunity to become bound, to build a relationship. That's what tefillah is. Memela, in order for me to get into the consciousness of saying, you know something, God really heard my prayer, meaning God was with me in the prayer, meaning I have a relationship with him that I say something and he cares to be present to respond, the more that I dabble with kavana, the more tefillah is niskabel. Not because Hashem now hears it more, but because I get into the consciousness of saying, Hashem really hears me. And in order for Hashem to really hear me, it has to really be me and not just someone else's mouth just running on autopilot saying words. Let's finish up. When they prepared their hearts, then then Hashem's ears heard them. But it was about the heart. Again, to know whether a person was was mechavin with his tefillah, for sure he'll know that his prayer again was nishmash. And Amar, tachin libam, takshivas necha. Same pasuk. Um, yes. Your colleagues? Yes, I, I guess. Right? Same pasuk, same thing. Vihine, let's finish up. Lefa amim alev goye, shvinisar. Kol kachberg shoy. So sometimes the heart is so stormy. So again, I just want to clarify. The last whole thing that we spoke about is not the point of the shir. We're not talking now about tefillah or sha'ava. That's with diburim. And the whole thing was about words. But now let's speak about sa'aka, which is not with words. So what is that? What is that? And why is that the highest form? Now that we know what tefillah is supposed to be, now we go back to tsaaka. Sometimes a person's heart is just so overwhelmed with feeling. I can't even can't even come out with words to say. And we have these experiences. What a person's feeling, the whisperings in the heart are so intense. We we can't come up with words to constrict. What we're feeling. When a person has the deepest of experiences. Ah, how was your chuppah? I already got married last week. How was the, how was the chuppah? How was the chuppah? What does that mean? How was the chuppah? You expect me to tell you like what? The flowers were nice and the, you know he didn't spill the grape juice? Like, what should I say? How was my chuppah? The chuppah is beyond words. It's an old debate. Should people speak by a chuppah or not? Different menhagim, different... And sometimes I feel different different ways, and I've been to both kinds of weddings, and both are beautiful. But on certain days, I'm like, how could you even comprehend someone saying anything by your chuppah? Now again, I want to I want to make clear. I also appreciate the beauty in having someone that cares about you very deeply say a few words and a blessing. It's very beautiful. But some other days, it's like chuppah, so beyond words. <laughs> It's so, why sully it, you know, with, the, with even the most beautiful blessings? It's still a constriction. So how is my chuppah? I can never tell you how my chuppah was. How was it when, 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 when your baby was, was born? I don't know. E.F. Shah. I had this experience a couple of years ago, running out of time, and I do want to get to the last paragraph. I came back home from Uman Rosh Hashanah. Um, three years ago or so. And 
coming back, and some of you may not appreciate this, and some of you may appreciate it having been there, and will understand what I mean. I'm coming back with my suitcases, and I'm schlepping them up in Ramada Shkol. We lived on the apartment number seven. And Mavodi Zahav Beis, Knisa Aleph, and I'm schlepping up the things, and I had like this very wonderful neighbor, yeshivish fellow, um, who's passing me down, heading to Shachar, says, I'm coming back, you know, sleepless night, sleepless week, uh, flying, yeah, 60,000 Hasidim, 6,000 people dancing ancient Yush on rickety old benches, like, the, from the, you can't imagine, you cannot imagine, and if you're there, then you know what I'm talking about, and if you don't, then go, you know, but, uh, like a, like a, like a, like a gagui believe, like, doesn't exist anywhere in the world, because it doesn't, it just does not, and he says, how, how was like, oh, you're back. you're back from Uman. <laughs> like, I'm slapping my suitcase, how it was. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I can't. I, I, like, it, like, even to tell you it was mind-blowing is, is it Simpson. I said it just, it, hi, hi. Mr. Khan. I said, I said it was. It was, hiya. There was a chavaya, there was an experience. It was. Because sometimes a person experiences something that's so absolutely beyond that any putting words to it is is the most, it's, it's limiting. You can't do this. You cannot cannot put words to it because it, it limits it. It limits it. It limits it. And that goes to show you that dibor again is a lavush, but it's not the thing. It's not the thing itself. I can't tell you what it is. And now, those were really good things. What about the opposite? What about a tragedy beyond tragedies? What about a person who experiences loss that's so excruciating that it's, it's, beyond, it's beyond a person's capacity to even... That the heart is so broken and is so awash with tears. And it wants to pray. But the heart is so stormy. And I can't come out with any words to say to the, to the master of the world because I, I can't even put into words what I'm feeling. So in this moment, so in this moment, the cry goes out, the cry, the ear-splitting, heart-shattering cry that doesn't come with words because it's beyond words, because it doesn't need words. Kol Pashut, just the heart itself, without levushim, belichituch milim, without the division, meaning without the limitation of letters and words, belidiburum machshavais, without any words and without any thoughts. But it's as if the heart is praying, the heart without the mouth, without the capacity to think, just the lave. Which at the end of the day is what God wants. Rachmana libabai. It doesn't say Rachmana moichai ba'ai. Hashem wants your brain. It doesn't say Rachmana yadayim ba'ai. Hashem wants your chesed. Hashem wants both your brain and your chesed. But you know why? Because those are expressions of. God wants real Jews, not like, you know, like a system, you know, with, with people on an assembly line and everyone doing the same thing, talking the same way, thinking the same way. Hashem wants fire, fire, fire. Hashem wants to leave. So when this moment comes, this is the deepest prayer. It's mamish like Tekiah Shaifer. Kalpashot. 
Blilavushim Klal. It's just this pure, pure, pure sound without any Levushim. And that's the, that's the Shofar on Rosh Hashanah is the deepest of all cries because it's just, it's without, it's without any words. It's without any words. Okay, as Rosh Hashanah, we're going to save the, the last piece um, for... You know what? We're not. We're not. We have five minutes left-ish. Um, let, let's just let's just move through it because the next week is really a, a, a separate thing. But I'm going to go through this quickly. Kach. Let's just finish up. Kama bekama malas b'tzakazu. So if we're keeping track, there are a couple of really important things about tzakah. Racious number one. Hatzaga ba kach It means the heart is the most awake than it ever is awake. Because if you come to tzakah, it means diburim don't suffice. Acha ini yachol is batemimilim. The heart is the most active with this kind of tefillah. Shainis, number two. It's without any garments. There's nothing, there's no dibor, there's nothing potentially wrote about it. There's no levush that could become lev yashan. Levushin. Like the mouth and words and thoughts which like a garment could both reveal but also conceal to get mixed up in all the, the complexities of the person's thoughts no, none of this because the heart is pure where does the difficult stuff get in the distractions and the confusions and the, uh, that's all in the outside but what about you what about you that when the heart expresses itself through the constrictions, through the garments of the Deya and the Dibur, through thoughts and through words, it can become what? It can become dirty, it can become lowly, it can become limited. And it can become minimized through the tzimtzum, through the constriction, and thereby to become blemished. We finish. But the tzaka is not this way again, just review. The tzaka comes from the innermost inwardness, from the essence of the essence of the essence of you, beyond any levush. Tzak libam el adni. El Hashem, their heart called out, not their brain and not their mouth. It's the deepest. And therefore, it is the most, again, not Hashem will answer it quicker, it is the most effective. It does what tefillah is supposed to do best. What is tefillah supposed to do? Build a relationship. This is the way to do it. This is the way. It's the most effective prayer. Maybe crying is also the same thing. That the Gemara Bracha says, even when tefillahs the gates are closed, for the gates of tears, line and alu are never locked. Because it's the same thing. Crying is the deepest thing. I bless us all to cry. To cry. We should be people who could cry. I know it's difficult sometimes, depending on where you live and what citizenship you have and so on, without getting into it. Some people cry more than others, but it's difficult. But to cry, to cry, like children, to cry. Prayer, I'm sorry, crying, is way beyond speaking. Just to cry. So it breaks down all the gates because it's mamish you. It's the essence of it. The greatest cry comes together with this tzaka. 
שכן הצעקה עדיין הבחינס ביטוי וקל. Because צעקה, I'm sorry, and maybe he says rather that crying is even higher than צעקה. Because צעקה is still like there's, a, there's like a scream, there's a voice. But crying is just, it's just silent. And he says, therefore, look where your mouth is, on the bottom of the head. I think this is fine. And it's just like why the faces look like this for no reason. It's rooted in the deepest, deepest, deepest secrets of Kabbalah. Why the face looks like the face. And this is not vague. Like there's a science as to why the face looks the way the face looks. There are oiris and the oiris of the eye and the oiris. Without getting into it, this is... So that means that tefillah that comes from the mouth is... Demonstrably, visibly lower than a tefillah that comes from the eyes. Tefillah that comes from the mouth, sometimes there are gates, but go up. Go up to the level, to the madrega of the eyes, which is crying. A tefillah that comes out of your eyes, it's beyond, beyond, beyond. Beyond. goes beyond what's called the world of the mouth. Goes to a higher realm, which is it goes beyond Malchus, which is the mouth. It goes to Chachma, which is the eyes. It goes, it goes to the highest places. Therefore, if all the gates of prayer are locked, so okay, so I can't get in. Yeah, of course you can't get in because you're standing opposite the gates. But what if you could fly over them? So imagine you have gates by your mouth. So the tefillah is not going. But crying, the tefillah soars over the gates. Something, it's, the gates are not relevant anymore. They're not limiting because I'm a thousand feet taller. And so the tears is the tefillah of the tza'aka, the essence of my heart. That's just, it's beyond words. I don't even know what I'm feeling. I don't even know the words to say, but... I, 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 it goes over the gate. Beside a klipas and a chasas by malchus, it goes beyond in any of this. And that place of chachma bina, there are no limitations, there are no concealments, no shells, no gates. It's the deepest, deepest, deepest depth of your heart. Beside lev maven, the heart that's connected to bina, umemela, hapuula, habamisham, whatever is able to be accomplished from there. Beside hadima, in the aspect of tears, oila leela, miskabelas tamid. However, this is tsaaka. Ushma, so Shabbosenu Kabel is the stirring of the of the Nikuda of Yahadus, right? What I want, what am I living for? Like, what is it? And all of us are crying out the Shava one way or another. Some of us are discovering it more recently. Some of us are, are already familiar with this Shava for a long time already. But everybody, on whatever level, is feeling this. Like, something's missing, right? Atza'aka is the essence of prayer. Where in a moment of, of authenticity, I'm overwhelmed with pain, with confusion, with brokenness, with sadness, with loneliness, with, 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 um, with regret, whatever it is, express that to Hashem in Sa'aka. And that is the heart that a Kodesh Baruch Hu wants. And that tefillah is the effect of tefillah. You build a real Kesher to Hashem. Next week, Be'ez Hashem, we'll get to Yodea Ta'alumais, what this is, Yodea Ta'alumais, um, next week. Session.